Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike show. Hey. Put a little I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, Bills GM Brandon Bean, any minute here, live. Just made an awful mistake. Walked out to get an iced tea. Left my phone behind. Doesn't count the steps. Oh, well, you know. That was like 50 you, steps. You know, you you know though. Would have brought me into triple digits for the day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, though. You don't, you don't need the count. I do. You're right. You're inside. That's what matters. That's right. what counts. You know, the, you know the truth. That's right. That's all, that's all Sad, that matters. Sadly, I do. Yeah. I would have cracked the century mark in steps today had I <laughs> carried my phone to the kitchen. All right. Um, while we wait, could be any. Bean's usually on time. Um any expectations here? Um, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm anticipating a lengthy session. Yep, me too. Uh, for one, because you know he he has gone long in these things before, and I would think that you know with the way the season ended for them, um, he would want to accommodate what is surely going to be many questions. Um, so, like, there, there's that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect anything really solid one way or the other on, like, you know, what they plan to do. I, you know, the usual sort of we have to evaluate everything. We'll start doing that, yada, yada. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, like, you know, beyond that, what to, you know, what, what to be expecting here. Well, he is usually pretty good, I think, being like you can – Take you can't have you. There are takeaways. I mean to say from his uh, press conferences. So I'm expecting to learn things today. We'll see what they are. Like yesterday with Sean McDermott, you picked up on how he was not just dismissive about a question on Frazier and Dorsey. Right. It's just too soon. We'll have to think about it, kind of thing. And so you thought maybe that meant it was possible that there'd be changes, and you liked that there wasn't just a dismissal of. Right. The, the These possibility. are our guys. Look at our rankings. We've done a lot of winning. Yada, yada you know that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, you know, because you you could you could have taken that approach. I mean, he could have anyway, uh, taken that approach, but he didn't. So that's why I'm sort of expecting more of that from Bean. Um, you know that, that you know we have to evaluate everything. We haven't 
you know, we haven't met our goals. So it's time to have some tough conversations. I, I would expect Bean to be pretty forthcoming about that, but as far as like what those conversations will entail, um, and if there's any decisions made already, I, I would be surprised. He's got a big job ahead of him. Yes, like, he does. Th- what he says will be what he says, but he's got a very interesting job. Uh, I wrote about this today, how he's got these big decisions to make, guys up for free agency, 21 of them, in fact, including several key players. And last year, when it was, I mean, 100% obvious that the Bills were a team to push its chips in. Like, they were so good the previous year, just a dumb ending. All Everybody thought, we all thought, they were probably a Super Bowl winner, just lost it along the way. And so every team, maybe, in that situation, especially without having won one yet, which we talked about a lot, made them different from Kansas City for one team, mm-hmm. like, you're going to go for it. I never thought it would escalate to Von Miller, and it did, but still. We'll get back to this as Bean is ready. I got questions. Um, I want to thank a few people. I want to start out with uh, Terry and Kim. You know, I know it wasn't the final result we wanted, but uh, they gave us all the resources. I've quoted that before, and... I uh, feel bad that we didn't get it done, you know, for them first and foremost. Um, <clears throat> want to thank Sean McDermott. You know, I thought Sean did a heck of a job this year. I mentioned it the last time I was up here talking about all we've been through this year and DeMar's situation. And and um, as I told the team yesterday, uh, this is my 25th season in the league. I don't remember a team coming close to what, you know, got thrown the team's way, and, and I thought Sean navigated that very well and did a great job. Uh, his coaches, um, you know, they all did a you know, really good job. You know, knowing when at certain times, when to back off of football, and, and, you know, we just need to talk about life here for a little bit, which is hard for a coach. Hey, I want to get out there and do X's and O's, and, um, you know, they're just as, you know, frustrated as, as we all are that we didn't get it done, but it wasn't for a lack of work and effort. Um, players, you know, um, I thank all these players. They did such a great job battling through this. Um, we had a lot of guys. I know the injury bug hit us a little bit this year. It really did. Uh, it's not an excuse because um, a lot of guys stepped up, and it was a good chance to see some young guys, um, you know, get their moment that maybe they wouldn't have. But um, you know, as I said, a lot of adversity. I thought the players. We had a lot of guys playing banged up, and you saw it at times. They they weren't playing you know, maybe at the end of the year the way they were at the beginning of the year, and that's just that's just part of it. But uh, very appreciative of all those guys. Uh, our support staff, it takes a full unit to to support our program, um, upstairs, downstairs, trainers, videos, equipment, strength staff, analytics, uh, our scouts. It's, it's, a, it's a whole team that helps us get out there on Sunday at 1 o'clock or whenever our game is. And, and, and last but not least, our fans, um, thank you. Uh, I'm amazed every week we go on the road, and some weeks it feels like a bowl game where it's half and half. And I know there's very few fan bases that that do that. Um, you know, we had the game here that we wanted. We've been we talked about when we get in here getting home playoff games, and you know, fortunately we we hadn't lost one till you know Sunday night. But uh, it, you know, we didn't get it done there, and I'm sorry about that. But uh, that is still the goal, you know, as I, as I talked to the team yesterday before they left is, you know, we did a lot of good things winning 13 games, three divisions in a row. It starts with that. Um, we just got to we just got to finish when it's at home. So, again, thank you to our fans. And with that, I'll turn it over to you guys.
team on the rise, and you had a really nice year. Mm -hmm. After what happened Sunday, does it feel like you've taken a step back? Like this loss feels way different than where you were going after last year's loss. Well, I think it's how you look at it, Sal. I mean, that loss, you looked at it as, you know, people put it on a coin toss and, and some other things. It's, you know, there was a lot of things we could have done in that game well before 13 seconds to win that game. Unfortunately, that's what gets remembered is two things that 13 seconds, which got it to overtime, and then the coin toss, and that we were part of this rule change idea. If we had done some other things in that game, we would have advanced. And same thing, we played a lot of good football last season. The one thing I would say about last year, Sal, is we went through a stretch, win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. You know, till we went up to New England and won that game, whether we got in the playoffs was a real question. And that kind of that game catapulted our team. It was something that got us going, and we got hot. And that's the key. You got to win enough games to put yourself in position to make a run, but you got to be playing your best football when you're going to run into a good team that we we did the other day. I would say the end of the season. Um, that we never put together – I don't have the answer for you. We never put together a complete game. If you look back at some of the games we had early in the year, we had stretches in games, but we never from kickoff to the final buzzer, you know, we didn't – we were finding a way. And I, that's where I give a lot of credit to this team was it wasn't always the offense. It wasn't always the defense. Naeem Hines in the, in the Patriot game, like – it just a lot of things. Unfortunately, we were not playing our best football at the end. I think a year ago, we were, you know, we just ran into a really good Chiefs team and we didn't get it done that day. Well, I think that's that's what you have to do every year is if you lose that last game, there's a bad taste in your mouth, you know, and so you got to step back and we'll, we're going to continue to do that as the week goes on and, you know, even beyond of you don't don't evaluate if a player didn't play his best game the other day, but he was a big part of why you got there, you know, you, you don't throw them out like you got to look at holistically how they played through the whole season and Again, I, I mentioned earlier, some guys were playing, you know, really banged up and, and not the same looking player as we saw in, in September, October. But you look at the whole thing and you try to make the best evaluation you can, whether it's a young player, are they trending up? Is it a young player that they ain't going to make it? Is it an older player that's trending down? Or is it an older player that's going, I think this guy can still help us going forward? So those are all the questions that. Um, ultimately, we got to work through over the coming weeks. Brandon, acknowledging all of that, and, and maybe a Sal's question that started things off. I mean, 13 seconds last year, you know, that's kind of a, an isolated thing where you look at so much that went right offensively in that game yep. against the Chiefs. I, I guess what was striking to me, anyway, about Sunday was it didn't really seem that you guys had an answer from whether it was coaching or execution or whatever they were 
trying to do that there was just no response to it. Mm -hmm. As the guy who puts this roster together and oversees it, how much does that concern you, and what does it say about what needs to be done? Yeah, I mean, if you don't win at all, Adam, you're going to look, and, and you got to look right at yourself first. And so um, I will definitely look at the makeup. You know, in this case, you were talking about offense of offense. And what did we do well? We ha I mean, statistically, we did a lot of good things this year. But, yes, um, you know, the other day, 10 points is not going to win many playoff games, most likely. You know, we know we got to score more than that. And, you know, our, our offensive – Players, coaches, all of us know that, and so we'll we'll look at it all again. We'll, we'll start with myself, but there's nothing I can sit here and say. We just, you know, I can't remember a game, and you guys may know it, where you know we kick off down seven nothing, three and out, down fourteen nothing, three and out. You know, in a long time since I've been here when, when our offense is rolling. At least the last three years, I can't remember us doing that. And so it just, for whatever reason, you know, we didn't, we didn't get it done the other day. I think you can look at all sides. You know, you get down 14 nothing to a good program, you kind of get out, out of your game plan a little bit. You're, not, you're, not, you're going more hurry up, less under center, less, you know, you're just, you're just doing a lot of things to try and play catch up. And, and again, our, their offense was, was doing a nice job on our defense. You know, up front, you know, that game in particular up front, we didn't get it done on either side of the ball. And again, um, that starts with me. Brandon, kind of along uh, Adam's question along those lines, you've, you've invested heavily on defense, first and second round picks on the line. Uh, at cornerback, you, you signed Vaughn. Um, Sean yesterday, though, mentioned, you know, the last game being a reflection of where the team is. And, and you mentioned there the 10 points. Uh, when you look and compare your roster to Cincinnati and Kansas City and, and sort of this arms race in the AFC, mm -hmm. do you have to invest more in the offense around Josh, whether it be better protection up front or better weapons at wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to have the perfect line, and and I'd love to get as many weapons. We're always looking. I mean, we added Naheem in season, which. It was to help our offense as well, another weapon for, for Josh and company, but also give us a weapon on special teams um, as well. And, and I think Naheem will be a guy in particular having our full offense, you know, an off season to learn, you know, would have been another guy. But, yeah, I, we got to be better in all categories because, again, 10 points didn't get it done. You don't want to throw out everything we did this season. Again, we, we did a lot of good things statistically. A lot of them were very similar to the previous year, just looking at a two-year look at it. There was a lot of things. Unfortunately, we, we all have a bad taste of the last thing we remember is what, what happened the other day, which definitely, you know, didn't get the job done. So, you know, I would love to, you know, if it was college, I'd love to get as many five stars as we can. It's just, the, it's the cap, it's the draft. You know, we'll have to work through that and, you know, what can we get? What pieces can we add? You know, we'll lose free agents on both sides of the ball. Like, that's just the reality. We'll see which ones we can get back. But we'll try and do our best. We know, we know again, we have to win our division. And then you're right, the, those two teams, we were probably talking about the Chiefs other than our division the last couple of years at this end of season. But I think you have to throw Cincinnati in there now that back-to-back -back year, they're also in the AFC Championship. How frustrating was it for you to watch your team down 14 zip and 
lack the explosiveness to get back in the game? What do you think it is? Is it the lack of creativity or play? Yeah, we, you know, you never want to see your team down. I mean, you know, I'm an optimist. So we were down, I think, 17 nothing in Baltimore, and we found a way to come back in bad weather. And so, you know, I'm an optimist that we're going to get it turned around, but we we didn't, and and you know, we got to own it. And, and again, that's all part of what we'll look at going forward. Brandon, going back to the offense, do you think that you guys got enough out of your that what your wide receivers this year? And do you think that Josh had enough weapons or the right weapons around him in the passing game this year? Yeah, I mean, I think. At different times, guys did a lot of different good things for us. I mean, we again we started out, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, we, I know we ran up some points the first few weeks. Um, other than that Miami game, you know, in the heat. But I think through, you know, and I don't remember our schedule, but I think our offense was really playing well through the bye. And I don't remember if we were four and one or five and one whenever that bye fell. Um, I, you know, for whatever reason. I think the second half of the season, you know, I don't know if some of it was started with, you know, Josh getting his arm hurt. You know, I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying various things happened. That was when some more of the adversity hit when we, you know, we played seven home games and nine and a half road games. One was called early. You know, it's just that's part of what we got to look at is, and, you know, I think we got a lot of good players, um, but, it didn't. It didn't all play out every week the way it kind of started early in the season, Heather. Brandon, you, you've got the Bengals who are going back to the AFC Championship game for a second in a row, Kansas City five straight years. How do you? You touched on a little bit there, but how do you close that gap and quote unquote catch those two teams? Well, I mean, it's you're not playing like series like you do in baseball, so um, I don't feel. I mean, we. We've played Kansas City very well. Um, we beat them at their place. Hopefully, one of these years we'll get them here. But um, we've played them, you know, in 2021. We beat them there. You know, 2020 they beat us. 2021 playoffs we lose. You know, that was a back and forth game we've talked about. This year we go in there and beat them. I mean, I think it's been a fairly even matchup. Uh, for the most part, and this is the first time we've played Cincinnati, um, and so you know we'll we'll continue to look at them and and but they have a good team. You got to give them a lot of credit. They were in the Super Bowl last year, so you know it's not like this was a team that. Well, how did they beat you? I mean they they went into Tennessee, who was the one seed last year, and won. They went into Arrowhead the week after we lost to them and beat them in overtime, and. They were winning the Super Bowl until the very last drive. So you could argue they were as good as any team in football last year. And then, you know, Joe Burrow had an appendectomy to start the year. They lost their first two games. But I don't know if anybody's, you know, maybe San Fran, but I don't know if anybody's been hotter than that team. So um, we knew that was going to be a real test. And, and again, that's why right now Cincinnati and Kansas City. Are the cream of the crop in the AFC, and and we know we you know we got to pay attention to them. So quick follow up: Do you feel like the gap is minimal between you and those two teams? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sit here and say they're both good teams, but I mean, we won thirteen games. I think we have a good team. Show it the other night, the team we are. But um, you know, I think we 
we beat a lot of good programs this year, and we lost three games by eight points. You know, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna own all the things that we can do better, no doubt. But our teams haven't. Um, you don't see us. I'm, I'm gonna call that a blowout the other night, whether it was or it wasn't. 17 points. Indianapolis here a year ago, they put it to us. But how many times, like, we haven't, like, nobody's really run us out of the gym very often. But they played a very good game, and we, you know, we didn't have it the other night. But you got to be careful about saying off of one game, you know, it had been like that Indianapolis game in season that we just said, hey, we stink, play all the young guys, kick the other guys to the curb. You know, if, if this wasn't the tournament, if this had been the Cincinnati game in the regular season that we didn't get to finish and that was the outcome, we would have come back here and said, man, we just got kicked in the teeth. Let's look at it. What happened? You know, where are our matchup advantages? Where are they, where are they doing it? Did, we, did they out-scheme us? We'd look at all those things. But um, I don't want to make it one game bigger than it is. The other night they definitely proved that they deserved to move on and we didn't. No, they have a good team. I mean, um, they right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. And, you know, they had some lean years and without getting too much into their build. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase. Like, he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him, but you got to, you got to go through some lean years to do, to do that. And, you know, they, you know, they were able to get Burrow one, and I don't remember where Chase was drafted, but it was pretty high. Like, and those guys are on their rookie deals. We're paying Stefan Diggs a pretty hefty number. We're paying Josh Allen a pretty hefty number. So there is the constraints of the cap, um, but they have a they have a really good team, and they got some good young players. We're going to try to get as many good players as we can through the draft and through you know free agency. But, you know, again, our cap situation is a little different by whoever's under the book. So um, does that answer the question? Yes, so. I mean, how that leads to a, another question, actually. I mean, can you project how tight you are to the cap and how much flexibility you're going to be able to have? Yeah, I mean, um, good question. I, I wish I had some answers that I don't. Normally in December we get we go to the labor meetings and we get kind of a floor and a ceiling of the cap. Like it's going to be 218 to 225 million, something like that. We don't have that at this point. They were um, basically waiting on that uh, Sunday ticket deal with YouTube TV and, and maybe something else. So, you know, it's 208 this year, but I couldn't tell you if it's going to be 220 or 230 or I'm hoping for a lot of dollars uh, as much because we need it. But, you know, right now we're probably in the 240s of what's on the book, it ain't going to be 240-something. So the short answer is we're going to have to get under the cap by moves, could be roster cuts, and that's 
all the free agents that you guys are aware of, not on the books. All those are counting zero dollars. So um, we're going to have to, without telling you, I mean, you already know the answer. There's not going to be a, a Von Miller signing or somebody of that. We're just we're going to have to work to get under the cap so that we can operate next year. Brandon, you in that situation, how much do you have to hit in, in reality hit the pause button so not to further mortgage the future going into this in May? Is that, is that essentially the reality you face going into March? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be creative. Um, we're going to try and win, and we're going to do everything. That's, I started out by thanking Terry and Kim, and – you know they'll give us every resource, and it's up to me to figure it out. And we're gonna have, we're gonna put as strong a team as we can out there, and hopefully, we're hosting games next year. That's that's the goal. It's we're not going into this year saying, hey, I don't think we're gonna be as talented as we were last season or in 2020 when we went to the, uh, you know, AFC Championship. We just gotta, you know, we gotta hit on draft picks. We gotta find you know, low-cost free agents that can find roles, whether it's key backup, um, a solid starter, whatever it is. And, and so it'll be on, you know, our, me and our scouting staff to uh, to make the right moves. Yeah, just as a follow-up, this is what I did, like, but you can't mortgage the future any further in some ways when it comes to the salary gap, given the situation, the, the potential fixes you're in. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to – I'm not. We're not going. I think I've said it multiple times. We're not trying to go all in in one or two seasons, you know. But we'll be creative. We'll do things. You know, we may have to rework a few contracts. It's not that we're not going to do that, but I also don't want to in two years be a hundred million over the cap, like we've seen teams have to do. You know, I'm not looking to do that either. Yeah, I mean, um, it's how you want to look at it, Matt. It's when you have a – the better your team is, you, you probably don't have a bunch of young players making a bunch of plays. You're, you know, we're probably more of – we've built it up with more veterans or guys later in their – you know, towards the end of their rookie contracts that are coming up. So it, it makes it harder and harder. And some of these rookies in 2019 would have played a lot more for us or 2018, 2019 than they are in 2022. Um, it's just the reality of, you know, coaches and, and we're always, you want to know when you put somebody out there that they got it all figured out and you only get so much time preseason. So, you know, without going through them all, I think they, you know, most of them helped us in some way, you know, and, and we'll be counting on them even more, whether it's Kair rotated some this year, started some, you know, we'll be counting on him more. Uh, James Cook, his his you know is the he got more comfortable in the offense, um, figuring out the pro game. I mean, there, there's a lot of we talk about it. it's transition on the field, but also transition of life to a, what's a professional player versus what's a college player, and we just have to give these guys all time. But um, they're all our DNA that you know we love them. Uh, you know, Benford started out the year strong, got hurt, and didn't didn't get a chance to to come back. Terrell Bernard was one of our key backups and, and played special teams for us. Um, you know, we got roles for all of them. And I think going forward, explaining the cap situation that we're going to count on all these guys to to be even more involved as we get into 2023. Given the, the capital that you use on the defensive line in the draft and obviously a bunch of free agents, yeah. 
Is it a concern to you that after Von Miller went out, the play of the defensive line really was not up to snuff? It definitely took a, I'm not going to say it was bad, but it took a nosedive after he left. Is that a concern with all the high draft picks you've used up front? Yeah, I mean, um, a concern, no. Um, you know, it was definitely, you, you don't have a replacement in the cabinet for Vaughn Miller. And, and he, our D-line was really playing well with Vaughn out there. You know, he allows more guys to be singled up. And, and so, yeah, you know, I think we suffered some injuries. Jordan Phillips, um, you know, played well in the preseason for us. It had, you know, good years here before he left Arizona. Pulls his hammy in the Tennessee game. Was working his way back, and then the first New England game does does his rotator cuff. You know, I think we got beat up a little bit too in in some of those areas. Um, Rousseau had the high ankle. You know, Greg was still, you know, without making crazy excuses for him. I think pre high ankle, he probably played better and felt more like himself than he did after that. We went through some, you know, multiple calf injuries um, there. We just you know, I think there's a lot of reasons, but you know, we're going to count on a lot of these guys to come back, and, and including Vaughn. And, and we, I said it earlier, we want to be strong up front. We do both sides of the ball. You know, if we think there's players, whether it's draft, free agency, whatever it is, that are better than what we got up front, then we'll we'll definitely not hesitate to add there. Brandon, when you you've done a lot of drafting, developing, and then signing players, but it, they don't always move in a linear way where it's up, up, up every year. I think of a guy like Gabe Davis, you drafted. How difficult is it to look at him, not just contractually as that clock ticks, but also his role with the team and how you look at the future for that position of somebody, maybe even specifically like him, when in a normal, if there was a great progression, it would be maybe a simpler decision, maybe not necessarily an easy your plan would be to have him continue in that role. Yeah, I mean, Gabe was in a um, a full time starter role this year, whereas in previous years he was number one sub or part time starter. And so, you know, I think Gabe did some good things this year. I know people focused on some drops um, that he had, you know, but you know, Gabe's still a young player, still did a lot of good things, still made a lot of plays for us. Um, I think that is a new transition as a full time starter, and and what you're going to see when you're coming in as the sub versus, you know, he finished on a very strong note in the postseason. I'm sure every corner lining up from him, across from him, knew I, I better be on this guy or he'll make me pay. Whereas maybe first couple of years you're backing up, whether it was John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, whoever, you're coming in a few plays, you're doing different roles, you know, maybe they're not all eyes on you. The way that, you know, I think everyone after Gabe's postseason last year was very aware of him. And like I said, he did some very good things this year. There's some plays he wants back, and, and um, no one outworks Gabe. And he he's, you know, I trust Gabe a lot. I know Josh trusts him. I know our coaches trust him. And and wherever he fell short this year, uh, I'll bet you he'll, he'll, he'll prove it and prove it right and fix it next year. Yeah, you're right, Maddie. Yeah, I mean, 
it starts with quarterback, um, and you, you're that's never going to change. But I think you know you may ask, you may ask one team, and they may say a, a corner is just as valuable as a pass rusher. You may ask another team, and they may say that, um, you know, they want a, a safety in their system is more important than their middle linebacker. Like you just so. We have our own priorities of how we do our offense, how we do our defense, what's what's most important, and uh, we'll talk about that, like where where our strong points are, and then where of these positions of of highest value, where are we weakest, where are we getting exposed, and and that's an every year, you know, kind of question, Maddie. Does that make sense? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jordan and uh, Tremaine in particular, the amount of football they've played, what they've meant to this defense. I mean, you seem to be in a kind of a tough spot here with both of them. What, did, what are your thoughts on their seasons and, and how you address each of their individual situations? Yeah, I mean, uh, two, two guys that are true Buffalo Bills um, can't say enough of great things about them. I'll start with Jordan. Just Jordan was in the first year here helping us go through the ups and downs and um, that first playoff run. And <clears throat> him and Micah, it's hard to think of one without the other. But, um, you know, Jordan had some unfortunate luck this year starting in training camp where he got hurt. And then, um, you know, just one thing after another, He, you know, and the guy – you know, took a bus or, or uh, we rented one of those vans or whatever to get him to Kansas City. You know, I don't know how many players would have done that. I give Jordan a lot of credit. And he, you know, he was a pro. And I know the whole contract thing, like people can handle those in, in many different ways. We all see that. Um, but a lot of respect for how Jordan, you know, handled this. And, and man, he's he, he's a great pro and, and did a lot of great things, you know, for us. And, and, would love to get him back uh, for sure. Be the first to tell you, you know, again, when we get some clarity on the cap and what we can do, we'll know more there. Um, Tremaine, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, draft, develop, re-sign. Um, like where that guy has gone is he's just 
he's been amazing um, to watch his growth from a 19-year-old. I mean, it's not like he's 29. You know, this kid's he's still a kid. Um, he's a young man, but you know, very proud of who he is. And you can just see his maturation. Like used to Tremaine, you guys feel him. He's a little as big as he is. He's so nice and like. You know, you saw some anger, like fussing at guys. Hey, you know, get your in gear and like just the growth and him being comfortable in his skin to call out another player, whether it's a young guy or a vet. So um, he's a big part of our success as well. Coming in with Josh that year, and um, you know, like like Poyer and many of these other guys, would love to keep them all, and and we'll we'll do our best. I got no idea. I, I really, I, I don't even know what the cap's going to be, John. Brandon, you consider the franchise tag on Tremaine? I would say especially with the age, what would you consider using that if you have to? Yeah, I mean, we're going to look at all that um, because outside, because pass rushers get put in there, uh, that number can can be high. So we'd have to really create some room to do that for him. But uh, we'll look at it for sure. You, you would just to clarify, so everybody knows, you mean uh, edge rushing outside linebackers Yes. Okay. Yeah. Brandon, what is your thoughts on Ken Dorsey, and how do you help a first-year play caller and a quarterback who's still trying to develop their game? Yeah, I mean, um, I would hope that I'm a better GM now than I was in 2017 or 2018. And, and um, Ken did a lot of good things. Our offensive numbers are good. Like any time you go through something the first year, I'm sure he felt at times like he was drinking out of a fire hose. You're dealing with different things. But... Uh, Ken is a hard worker. Um, he's smart, and you got a guy who played the position at a very high level. You know, won national championships on a, a major college team, and that's an asset too. Knowing what, in this case, Josh is going through, and so uh, Ken will be very self-critical. We'll, we'll all put our heads together. Um, you know, of, of hey, these things went well. Um, and these are some areas maybe we want to grow. And um, but it's you know Sean talks about it's about having the growth mindset, and I believe Ken does have that, and and we'll continue to look for ways to to, to help him, and that's our job to kind of support him in that, you know, as he enters year two. Brandon, you said earlier you don't want to overreact to one game how this season ended, but how do you juggle not overreacting to that game while understanding that you still haven't reached the goal the past couple of years here, and that maybe changes. Yeah, I mean, you know, John, it's really, um, you know, we've done a lot of good things, and you have to be playing your best football at this time of year. And, again, this year we, we weren't, when we hit the playoffs, we weren't in a groove the way we were in 2020 or 2021. And um, without going back into that, it, that's you have to set yourself up in the regular season for seeding. And obviously you want the one, so you get that bye. And we were right there going to Cincinnati and you know we, we lost, it is what it is. But um, you know, there's a lot of people in this league that would sign up to be the number two seed because you know you're hosting two games as long as you win and a chance if one loses to host all three. And that's the that's the easiest route to the Super Bowl. You have to put yourself in that position because yes, you can go on the road and win three games. We've seen that done. That's hard um, to do. But you, you, again, 
you want to be a consistent team. It starts with winning your division every year, getting home playoff games. We've slowly moved up the ranking. We haven't got that one seed yet, but uh, we're going to keep looking at every avenue we can. But I don't, I don't want to overreact to one game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give out roster spots or anything, but I would say Spencer, um, let's look at Spencer's, you know, again, I think as a world of social media and everything and uh, all the scouts on social media that can tell us who can play and who can't is you got a young man that went to Northern Iowa. And, again, I'm not making it I'm just trying to lay it out. You get to play because of COVID, okay? Then he gets drafted from Northern Iowa, which is not Alabama or LSU or some of those programs, and he's got to go play in the NFL. Part-time starter for us, and then in the offseason has this back issue that we can't get calmed down and has to have the surgery that he has, so he misses the whole offseason. And then he goes into training camp, and you guys were at camp. You saw him. He, he wasn't able to do much. We honestly didn't think that we would play him game one, but he he got himself there. And But we got there without all the reps that you need as a veteran. Like I wouldn't have wanted to put Deion Dawkins out there without all those reps. And so what I saw in Spencer is a guy the second half of the season that played better than the first half of the season. So I got a lot of confidence in him. He's maturing. He's understanding the league a lot different type of pass rusher he's having to block here than what he saw at Northern Iowa. So I would ask people that are critical of him, give him some due, just like we were talking about Ken Dorsey. Like, I thought Spencer was showing an error up. But again, we're not going to give him a roster spot. We're going to bring in competition um, the best we can, and I expect him to answer the bell. Brenda, step on big, that situation uh, in game and post game, how much of a concern is that? You know, Steph's a competitor. Um, Adam and, and I'd rather have guys like that. I've been around it. You know, Steve Smith was a lot like that. Um, I'd rather have guys I got to cool off and just, you know, he wants to win. And that's, that's, I can live with that. Um, versus I, I've been around people that um, I question, are they just here for the Monday paycheck? Stefan Diggs has been paid very handsomely. Okay, he he could say, man, I'm I'm good, I'm set, I can take my private jets, I can do whatever I want. Um, he wants to win, and so uh, he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and but that's what makes him really really good. That's who Steph was coming out. Like you're not gonna, you know, I got my warts too, and certain things about me you're not gonna change either. I'm an emotional guy too, and and if I was losing out there. Sometimes I probably think I'd be worse than Steph. So, um, does that answer it? Vaughn, Vaughn's that ticket for this year too, because we're still we still got to pay him. And so um, when we made that move, that was a all right. Here's your big ticket expense. It wasn't a one year deal type. If it was a one year deal with Vaughn, maybe. 
Um, but that's kind of our, you know, pass rusher, big ticket. That so no, I don't expect that. I know it's outside. I know it's outside receptions, but you came in this year as a Super Bowl favorite. That's likely not the case next year. Is there any benefit to maybe getting back to being a feeling of an underdog again, even though it's not that far back, but it's different now than maybe it was coming into this year, maybe for the entire organization? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whether we're the underdog or, you know, I think Sean does a good job of just control what you can control. You can't control what the narrative is out there. You you can't listen to it, whether it's somebody bashing you or whether it's somebody telling you how great you are. Usually the truth somewhere in the middle. And um, we just have to – it's really about in these walls who we are, what our message is, what we're doing, and how we work. And this will be a new team, Mike, and, and it'll be – um, every team is a new team, and that's what's hard about this because you love and respect. I'll never forget this team and what they all went through. That's the hard part of just an abrupt ending like this um, is you know you know it's going to change because it's a business. And But, you know, ultimately um, next year's team, I hope people are saying good things about it, you know, whether whether people are saying we're supposed to be in the Super Bowl like last year, you know, time will tell, but you're right. They probably won't, but it's ultimately we've won the division three years in a row. You're still going to have targets on your back until you know, at least from your division opponents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, we're going to try. We have plans to try and win every season. Okay, I you know, and we're not. We're not modeling anything in our forecast to say, hey, we're going to be really good. We're going to compete our butts off in 22, 23, and 24. But when 25 gets here, um, we're going to shred the roster other than Josh. And, like, we have a plan to try and do it every year. Now, things happen and uh, with injuries. And, and again, um, you know, I think our medical team's done a really good job. And, and not that they didn't this year. We just um, – we got the bug a little bit this year early on, and you know, kept thinking, man, if we can just get to the bye, we'll be all right. And then it just it never went away. Right. Right. Do, you have a, do you have a philosophy on I get you when, next you pick, when you value wide receivers in the draft? Because historically speaking, since you've been here, you guys haven't really chosen one. So maybe a little bit later, or does that just really come with the value of the board? I chose Steph Diggs in the first round. Right. 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 Yeah. It's really no. I mean, I wouldn't hesitate. It's not a position that I say, hey, you don't take it in the first round or anything like that. It's if he's a really good football player and he can fit in our offense, what we require of a receiver, we take him in a minute. If if Jamar Chase, a guy like that, fell to us at 27 this year, I'd turn the card in in a minute. So. Yeah, I mean, um, I think Ed's um, does has done some really good things for us and has grown from, you know, looking back at he just finished his fourth season with us. Yeah, um, I think there's some things he's done well, but I do think there's some meat on the bone. It's not from a lack of effort. 
Um, he works hard. Uh, he's one of the guys, but I think he'd tell you too, there's probably some plays he wants back in certain games or certain moments. Um, and, you know, going into his, um, you know, we picked up his fifth year option. So going into to this season, um, you know, we, we expect him to, you know, you know, find a little bit more. And, and I know Ed expects that of himself. Brandon, can you talk about uh, one of your favorite draft picks in Devin Singletary, his contract is up. And what are your thoughts about, you know, his growth and how do you think that, you know, next year will be a more better run balance next year for this offense? Yeah, I mean, uh, Devin, you want to talk about one of the most selfless people you can meet just um, and, you know, just love him from day one and what he's done and, and um, just very steady personality, uh, selfless, um, team first, whatever's needed. You need him to pass protect. You need him to, you know, he, I would say one of the things he really improved on was his short yardage running. We used him a little bit more when we traded Zach um, to Indy when we got Naheem. And, you know, he's 200 pounds, but uh, he showed – some grit in there. We had some some tough runs late in the season. We know he can make guys miss in a phone booth, and um, you know I thought his his hands improved over in his pass feel improved over the years. So great pro and and love Devin and and so again he is a free agent too. So we'll have to see from the business standpoint, uh, you know how that will work out for us. Hey, Brandon, you about your assessment of your coordinators. You spoke about Ken Dorsey. To expand that to the other side of the ball with Wesley Frazier, you mentioned some inconsistent moments and the failure to put a complete game together. Do you feel the coaching staff put the players in the best position to maybe overcome some of those inconsistent moments this season? Yeah, I think the coaching staff, you know, we won 13 games. So, again, it's like Josh will tell you, I want some throws back. Um, like anything, it's it's easy for us all to sit here and question you know, Ken Dorsey, why did you, you know, why did you go deep there and not get the first down? Or why did you run the ball there on third and two? You know, we could we hadn't run it well earlier in the game. Whatever, you know, everyone's a Monday morning quarterback. Or Leslie Frazier, why didn't you blitz more? Or why didn't you, why were the corners off? I mean, you, you can second guess these guys all day long. Um, but I'm, you Basically speaking, we've had really good defenses and, and in his credit and in Ken's first year, um, coordinator and, and again not everything was perfect for either one of them but they're both pros and, and you know it, you have to understand that sometimes games aren't going to go for a player or a coach exactly the way you want and um, that's the reality of it. Yeah, I think I think we're good there. Um, you know, Josh, the bar is so high for Josh. Let's be honest. Um, and so, you know, if he doesn't play an elite game, then people say he should have done better. And and you know, I would say there's probably some some turnovers that that he would tell you. Nah, I can't put the ball in harm's harm's way, but. We also see those plays that he makes, no, 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 oh, what a play. And so you have to live with that a little bit. I mean, he he's just such a unique player that if you're going to, you know, pat him on the butt for the wow play, you got to overlook that sometimes just trying to make a play, 
He's going to throw back cross traffic. You know, I think Josh is continuing to grow his leadership this year. I think took another, you know, uh, you know, another turn up, and I think you saw that through some of the adversity that we dealt with. And you know, I know when we were in the the thing that stood out to me was when we were in the locker room dealing with Demar situation in Cincinnati that Josh was people were looking to Josh of communicating with me, Sean and Terry on, you know, and Ron Rakuya of what what we were going to do, how we were going to do this. And there's no playbook for that for him either, not for us either. But, um, you know, his teammates were looking to him and he, he was ready to answer it, even though he was emotionally like us going through it all. And, and I thought he handled that, that whole thing. It, it weighed on him a lot. Uh, and I thought he, he worked his way through it. But overall, you know, Adam, I think Josh – you know, had a really good year for us. We did a lot of good things. You know, the only thing I get on to him, he's got too many bruises on him. And we got to work on, on taking less hits. Is That's that's the only reason I'm going to ever criticize Josh, is just take less hits. Brandon, you, we talked to you the day Yeah, I mean, without getting into it, it's in fairness to the coaches, it does take some time to get them up to speed, um, you know, from that standpoint. And and it's hard to, you know, I think it will be easier in an off season um, to get them the whole playbook, get the feel. You kind of install a lot more things than you do in season. Um, so yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, would have loved to get him more touches, and and hopefully that will happen next season. Yeah, I thought Cole came in um, and it took him a little time. He had, you know, he played that whatever two weeks in Tampa, but he was really just sounds like playing basketball and throwing with, you know, just a buddy or somebody. So he wasn't in like football shape, the speed of the game, and I think he'd be the first to tell you. So it took him some time. You know, part of the reason we had him on the practice squad just get yourself going. But I thought. Um, the last couple of weeks, you started seeing in those two postseason games. Really, you started seeing um, the Cole who was here before. This offense is similar, but it's not exactly the same. So there was a little bit of nuance there from that standpoint that of some of the route combinations um, versus exactly what he left when Dave's was here. What are some of the bright spots you notice about this team that get you excited for next season process? Oh. I'm, I could be here for a while on that, Mookie. We got a lot of bright spots, um, you know, starting with, with Josh Allen. Like, he, it's a quarterback league, and, um, you know, we got one of the better ones in the league, and, and he's just going to continue to get better because he's he's going to see more and, and go through it. But we got a lot of a lot of players um, all over the board, you know, without going through them. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think we got a good building. I think we've got people that understand what it takes. And so – um, we're a long way from where we were when we got here, but we know there's work to do. And, you know, just everyone in this building is frustrated that we didn't get the result that we all wanted. Um, but 
no one's feeling sorry for themselves. It's it's back at it, and let's be honest. And so I'm excited that uh, we're all going to, you know, there's not going to be any finger pointing. We're all going to work through this, and um, we're going to work on answers, you know, for 2023 and, and hopefully get the outcome we're looking for next year. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's twofold. You know, Josh is his own worst. I mean, he's just such a competitor. He gets out there and and he's you know he thinks he's a linebacker uh, sometimes. And and um, again, we talked about Steph. Whether man, like that's you don't want to take that out of Josh. You know, and a few you know a few runs here or there. It's just knowing when to get down, when to get out of bounds. And <clears throat> I thought last season he actually made his biggest jump with taking less hits. I think this year there were some times and some games where he felt, for whatever reason, maybe we weren't rolling, you know, the way we wanted to in the passing game. And he's like, I'm going to put it in my hands. I, you know, he trusts himself. And and so we just got to um, – he's got to trust our playmakers, and then our playmakers have to make plays. You know, I think if, if, they're, if, if they're doing that and he's doing his part – then hopefully he feels less obligation that he's got to tuck it and run it. Brandon, at the time that Vaughn had his surgery, I think your quote was, we expected for most of 2023. And it's so hard to gauge with ACLs and players respond differently and rehab and all of that. Um, what is your expectation for Vaughn Miller in terms of when he comes back and relative to like when Trey did, for example, looking ahead as you make your plans? Yeah, I think Vaughn's in a good spot. I think he's doing well. Um, I I expect him. I'm gonna say the same thing. I I expect him for a good portion of 2020. I'm not ruling out all of 2023, but I don't want to say that either. I think it's it's too early. Um, I think I was asking Nate. He's seven weeks. It's crazy how time flies, but that was seven weeks ago that he had that surgery. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think one of the things I learned is that same injury, different different surgery. I mean, different surgeons, different expectations, different. You know, I could I could tear my ACL and it just be ACL only. You could tear your ACL and it could be some cartilage, some meniscus, some other things. So some of those play into. Each of these, we all generally just hear he tore his ACL. Um, so I think that, and I think too, if you know, in Trey's situation, um, you know, it's the first time he had a, a major injury, and so you want to make sure he, you know, that mentally he's ready to go back out there. And if if you're worried about getting injured when you're out there, you might get in. You know what I mean? It's just so. The thing about Vaughn, he's actually torn his ACL before. He's had a long, so that gives me confidence that he he understands what that's like and and the whole rehab process and um, that's probably the best I could tell you is that all surgeries are a little bit different and um, but we feel good with where Vaughn's at. Yeah, yeah, I think he was definitely rusty early. Um, I think part of that is just not playing football for a year. I mean, and I we talked about that. I'm like, Trey, if you if you retired and came back after a year, even if you had no injury, you'd be rusty. You can't just walk out there. Spencer Brown, we talked about earlier, you need reps. You, there's nothing you can do to replicate going against the speed that these guys play. And so I think separate of the injury, just playing football again, getting into the rhythm and studying what the opponent's doing and knowing – that it's different than than rehab, and so I think that took him time, but I thought he got better and better and more confident. It's natural um, if you tear your ACL, you're not just going to go plant and drive that thing as a corner the first time they throw your way. And so, you know, I think he did. You know, he did really good. He handled it, and I think next year he'll be even more confident, and then he'll be further off the injury. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Okay, Brandon Bean, just under an hour, taking all the questions from the media. We'll take a break, and uh, it might be long. Hopefully not too long for you. Come back and go over some of what we learned from the Bills GM. Sal Capaccio will join us next hour. Trista Crick moved to tomorrow, and we'll catch up again with Sam Monson next Tuesday. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Thanks for listening. This is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.